Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to another episode of HC Daily, a daily devotional podcast that you can listen to at home or on the go. We believe that you can grow as much as you want to grow spiritually, and this podcast can be a part of your daily growth plan. So, whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or your favorite podcast app, we're glad you're here. Now, let's join our hosts, Jeff Forrester and Chris Zarbaugh in the studio. Hey, good to be in the studio with you. Hey, Chris. I'm so glad that we get to do this together. This is fun. Yeah, I wish it wasn't at 6 a.m., but, you know. <laughs> 6 a.m., or whatever time our, our viewers and listeners are paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah for whatever. sure. Hopefully it's easier for them. Well, hey, we just wrapped up our podcast that coincided with our uh, Greatness in You, the study about Peter. Yeah. And so we're doing another round just to take us up to Easter from creation to the cross. Yeah, so we've got this five-week window, and what we thought we'd do is take the 25 biggest passages that kind of give the big picture of what the Bible's all, all about. Try to maybe help people wrap their head around um, what the whole message of the Bible is. So 25 yeah. big passages. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's like the meta story of the scriptures up until Jesus comes uh, and appropriately at Easter. Right, right. So uh, we're starting off in Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to stick with a similar format, you know, the 15 minutes or so. And so what we think is people can use these things, you know, when they're on the treadmill or in the morning getting ready for work or driving down the road, whatever. Sure. So um, still stick with the 15 minutes, but there's some big topics that oh, we're covering oh, over the next several days. And, Old Testament's uh, fun. Right. And who knows? We might find that we disagree on some things, whatever. We might have to fist fight right here in the, on, on the camera. Well, I'll win. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll cheat, but I'll win. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. Well, let's let's jump into it, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, Genesis chapter 1 is where we're going to be. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And uh, we're going to read through the whole chapter. It's a long chapter, but uh, if you listen for just uh, as quickly as you can, we'll get through it. And I think that uh, it unpacks maybe the most important claim in all of the Bible, that there's a God and he created it. Oh, for right? sure. So here we go. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And then he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens, and God called the space sky. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place, so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the waters seas, and God saw that it was good. And then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. And these seeds will then produce the kinds of, of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. And their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the third day. 
Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons and days and years, and let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night, and he also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and the night, to separate the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters swarm with fish and other life, and let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures, and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water, and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and let the fish fill the seas, and let the birds multiply in the earth. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea and birds in the sky, the livestock and all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. And then God said, Look, I've given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I've given every green plant as food for the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, and everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came marking the sixth day. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. And this is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth. So, man, we covered, we covered a lot of verses. Yeah, there, that's we? a lot of verses. And apparently, most animals scurry. They scurry. They scurry. <laughs> that's right. Hey, I, I like the parts. Uh, there's obviously plenty of parts we're going to dive into, but just you know, from a comedic standpoint, where he mm-hmm. says, you know, he makes the earth, and he goes, and he makes the sun. And he's like, oh, and he made the stars also. Yes, you know, yeah, only those passing. quadrillion stars. You know, he he just did that also. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was reading about that. Our galaxy, which isn't a very big galaxy, our galaxy has a hundred thousand million stars just in our galaxy. Yeah, and that's like I think a quadrillion stars. We, we can't even fathom that. But then there's over a trillion other galaxies. And he just goes, oh, and, and I made those other stars, too. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. It's just amazing. I also like it how um, in that one it says, uh, and he saw that it was very good. It says, and that is what happened. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Yep. Just everything that and, exists. And that's, got... all, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, you know, I think that these these first five words in the Bible... Everything else hinges on them. Mm-hmm. They're the most controversial words, for sure. I think um, in the beginning, God created most mm-hmm. controversial words, but everything hinges on those, you know, big ideas. So, with the the idea of in the beginning, God's claiming that the universe had a beginning, which is contrary to most of human history not believing there was a beginning. They just believe that the universe always existed. That the the Earth always existed, even on into the middle of the twentieth century before they began to realize for sure that there was a beginning to our universe, which right. is really cool. So 
here we are several thousand years before modern science was able to affirm it, God had already claimed that there was a beginning to it. Yeah, so uh, Nobel Prize winning uh, physicist Steven Weinberg says, in the beginning there was an explosion, not an explosion like those familiar on Earth starting with a definite center and spreading out to engulf more and more air, but an explosion which occurred simultaneously everywhere, filling all the space and beginning with every particle matter, rushing apart from every other particle, and the universe was filled with light. Yeah. And you know, here's a man who doesn't believe in God, and that sort of sounds like what we just read. Right. You know, when God created light, and light was everywhere. Yeah. Well, there's nothing. Right. Then suddenly there's everything, and it's all engulfed in light. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is consistent with what Scripture says. Yeah. The difference is, in the beginning, God. So <clears throat> modern science has come to the belief that there was a beginning to the universe, um, but the what separates us would might be the idea that god did it hmm. right what was the cause so um you know some people would come to the conclusion that there was nothing and then nothing suddenly was everything hmm. or the only other option is there was a cause of everything from nothing right i did a camp one time with kids and i brought them on stage and i gave them a, a mason jar filled with play-doh and i brought four kids up and i said okay you make a dinosaur you make a snake you make a and then I looked at the fourth person, and there was nothing in their uh, jar. And I said, now, you make, you know, and I gave them an object. You make know, a human. So, make a human. <laughs> and, and so, you know, he just stands there, you know, poor little kid. You know, he's embarrassed. He doesn't know what to do. And the idea that, you know, this is, what's the what's the word? Ex nihilo? Ex nihilo, yeah. Ex nihilo, which is to create something from nothing, right. which is, you know, a pretty impossible task. And when the kid's standing up there with an empty jar, he's like, oh, now I get it. Right. You know, the idea that God spoke. Yeah. the universe into existence with the word. I think sometimes people go, okay, well, if so, you believe that God created it, there was some kind of a creator, and I believe that it came from nothing, there was nothing, and then suddenly everything exists. And they go, the argument would be, well, where did God come from? Who made God? Mm-hmm. And then you just keep going back from there. Well, if, if somebody made God, then who made that somebody who made God? And then if you ask that question, at a point, you have to come to the point where there's no beginning. Right. And that's the idea is that the creator is outside of time. And I think that we can understand that on a reverse level. If I told you, what's the biggest number? Right. Yeah. There's always a number to add to it. Right. There's always one more number. So the idea that you you can't we can't actually fathom timelessness because we're stuck inside of time. But uh, even if you believe that there was no cause to the universe, that was a timeless no cause. Mm. Right. So then it just comes down to cause or no cause. That's what we're talking about. But the, very, the very wording here, what it says, in the beginning, God. So no matter how far you go back and put your pin in you know, time, right. it says God was always there. In the beginning, whatever beginning you choose, That's right. God was he, there. He was already there. Right. right. So, you know, so just to be clear, we believe that God has always existed mm-hmm. and he will exist. And, that, uh, you know, and, and it's God in three persons. And that he had no creator. Right. He had no creator. That's right. So and, and so when he says let us let us make man in our own image, you know the word the Bible never uses the word Trinity, but we use that word we made up that word to reconcile right. the the, uh, the idea that God in three persons has always existed. Yeah, yeah. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Well, even in the first verse you have or first couple verses you have it talks about God, then it talks about the Spirit of God hovering over the deep, and then it was His Word that declared let there be light, and that John one says Jesus is the Word. Of God, right? So you have all three there. Hey, let me toss a monkey wrench in. What yeah, about yeah. aliens? What about what about uh, galaxies and, and worlds? What, you know, 
What do you think? Does the Bible allow for aliens? So the vastness of space. So I, I think I already mentioned that, right? There's a hundred, hundred thousand million stars just in our galaxy. Mm -hmm. There's a trillion galaxies that moving our galaxy spinning at 490,000 miles per second. And it'll take two million, 200 million years to make one rotation. It's huge. Just our galaxy. So the size of the universe is astounding. The Bible doesn't reference specifically other peoples, and the gospel is very clearly directed right at humanity. Right. But when you say, are there other beings in the universe, I think, uh, what, what do you think? Well, th there's only one verse that I've ever seen or even talked about that uh, allows for it, because it says he created the stars and the hosts of them, right. with hosts plural. And so, like, I remember my Bible professor in, you know, at Bible college said, well, if you're going to build a case, it says hosts of them. Oh, sure. But then, uh, you know, years later, I actually would, you know, think kind of the same thing that that movie Contact. Remember that movie Contact uh -huh. with uh -huh. yeah. Jodie Foster? Mm -hmm. And uh, and through the tagline throughout that was, you know, uh, if there aren't, you know, aliens or life on other planets, it sure would be an awful waste of space. That was the tagline through the whole movie. <clears throat> and then I remember going to a conference one time and I had a thought. Or, excuse me, I, I grabbed a thought from a speaker, uh -huh. and it was Louis Giglio. And Louis Giglio is a big uh, astronomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just said, you know, God's end game for us is to demonstrate his majesty in our lives. Yeah. He said, so let me ask you this question. He says, what if God created the vastness of the universe to show us how incredibly small we are right. and how, how incredibly big he is? And he said, what if that was his purpose, just to show us our... Yeah you know, finite versus his infinite wisdom and power. He said, because if that was his purpose, he did a really good job. Yeah. Because there's only, <laughs> only that would communicate, right. right, how big God is. And, 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 you know, if we were the center of the universe, it's not as if God put all this in place, you know, it has to have life, it's a waste of space. Right. Especially when you think of a God that's outside of time and space. Mm -hmm. So here's a God bigger than the unfathomable uh, expanse of the known universe, right? He's he's unbelievable. So yeah, and then the Bible says that all of creation, including the stars, bring glory to God. You know, the creation sings to Him, all those kinds of things. So I, I think it can have its own purpose apart from the need for other life. The Bible doesn't deal specifically with other life. The Bible deals specifically with humanity, hmm. right? So uh, I don't feel the need for aliens, but if you want to believe in them, um, Right. <laughs> totally, totally lets me know all kinds of pranks I could pull on you in your backyard. <laughs> right. Bright lights and green suits. So, so what else? What else do we must we talk about before we sign off? Yeah, I, I think that. Um, so, a lot of people struggle with the science side of this, and I think that it's fair for us to point out the Bible. While it's not a science book, everything that the Bible says is true, uh, even when it speaks about science. But oftentimes, it's written from a, a human's perspective rather than from the perfect knowledge, uh, scientific knowledge. So, for instance, if, if I read in the Bible, um, you know, Moses writing about a sunrise or a sunset, you and I both know that the sun does not actually rise and the sun does not actually set. But we use that phrase to, to talk about our experience of seeing it. And so the Bible is accurate in its descriptions. And, and I would say, if you look at those six days of creation, there's no other ancient text and there's no other ancient tradition that holds the order of creation in what we know would be the scientific order. Light first, right? Which, which we know would have happened. Uh, water, atmosphere, dry land, um, uh, 
sea creatures, winged creatures, uh, plants, all those things, and then finally, humanity. Right. And I think that those are incredibly important to understand that that's the flow that would have been necessary for life anyways. This is the only ancient text that even brings that up. Right. And thousands of years ago, having read that, people probably didn't even come close to understanding that the order was you know, plausible scientifically. Oh, I think, I think God gave that to us specifically for the modern mind. Yeah. It was written several thousand years ago, but it was for you and me. Right, right. which is amazing. It's just yeah. further proof that, the, that God's words inspired. So the creation account, uh, you know, God speaks the universe into existence, which, by the way, just by very definition, means that if we are created, that we're created for a purpose. That's right. We're not just a blob that came out of a puddle of goo, you know, somewhere. <laughs> right. But we, but we, we've been created with intelligent design. And and by the way, the last thing I would say is this: I would say that uh, it takes more faith to believe in the Big Bang theory. Although uh, the Big Bang theory is one of my favorite shows ever, with Sheldon. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely love that show. But uh, anyway, even though that they don't, Sheldon doesn't believe in God. But anyway, the point is, is that if if you were to look at the scientific uh, calculations of of just about everything, not only on the Earth. But, all, but, but, you know, from a cosmic, you know, standpoint, mm -hmm. like the moon, you know, being exactly on like a 23.5% axis, you know, to control 60% of our tides, which cleans the air. And had it been just one degree off, you know, it, everything, everything would fall apart. Yeah. And so, it, you know, so it's, it's not we're an explosion. We're on a razor's edge of life. Yes. Yeah. We're on a razor's edge. Everything is set up with calculations that are so precise that, uh, that anybody who looks at the intelligent design uh, must conclude that there is an intelligent designer or creator. Right, right. And so, I, you know, so, sort of my final thought is, I believe that if you really were to do the numbers, which are incalculable, it takes more faith to believe yeah. that that happened by accident than without a creator. Uh, I agree with you. And then the, you know, people struggle sometimes with, what about the apparent age? How how old is the planet? And And here's what I would say about this. If you're sitting and watching a YouTube video or whatever, you have the ability to grab that little, you know, button that down at the bottom and drag it across the bar to start right exactly where you want it to start. Now, all the characters have happened up the story up to that point has happened, but it starts when you let off and hit play right there in the middle. And that's what I think God did. I think that God created the universe, my own personal opinion, created the universe with age. Mm -hmm. So it already was, you know, the planet was already cool. And, and the evidence of that would be, and the planets were exactly where they needed to be, and life was ready to go at exactly the right time, uh, even though it may it, it, it has the appearance of age. It is old, right. but it happened exactly at that moment. He made it with I, age. I agree, because if God exists out of space and time, then he can, he can allow millions of years to happen within the context of one day, right. because he can do whatever, <laughs> whatever he wants. Right. And, that, and that one day doesn't need to be millions of years, but millions of years could have happened in that one 24-hour day, right? right. That, that's because he could just fast-forward it to that point. And I think the evidence of that is in the plants and in his command to uh, the animals and to Adam and Eve to reproduce. So he made a tree that had an apple that had seeds in it right then. It was ready to go. Well, we know it takes years to get to that point, but he made it ready right then. Adam and Eve were ready to reproduce when he told them to reproduce. Right. He made them with age built in. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's I pretty agree. cool. So um, I, I would say that the big idea is that the Bible not only tells us that the world was created by God, but it also tells us that this is a personal God. And that's the rest of the story from mm -hmm. here on out over the next several mm -hmm. days is we get to discover how to know this personal creator. It wasn't just some God who got it spinning and then walked away, but we can know this personal God.
Yeah, so let's uh, let's invite everybody back, hopefully tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, as, as they tune in, we're going to be talking about Genesis 2, about how God creates humanity. We're going to dive a deeper dive into that. Well, I think that's going to be really cool, because now we're talking about purpose. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the one perfect chapter in the whole Bible. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. Great. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us spread the word by liking this episode and sharing it on your social media platforms. Be sure to leave a comment and review, and don't forget to give us five stars. When you do, you help us reach even more people who need a daily devotional like HC Daily. If you'd like to hear more from Chris and Jeff, they're both teaching pastors at Heritage Church located in Southeast Michigan. You can get more of their messages by clicking on the Messages tab at heritagechurch.com. Be sure to join us again soon for another episode of HC Daily.